0: We're about to have more deaths in a year in the globe because of climate change than all of world all of the world wars in the last hundred years
1: combined. Yet another reminder that these extreme storms and the climate crisis crisis are here.
0: The Taliban took them out of their homes and shot them.
2: Given this kind of reporting that we're hearing, is it possible that our reliance on the Taliban to keep their word in terms of our evacuation is misplaced? I don't have any confirmation of those details. I'm not questioning the BBC's reporting. I just don't have any confirmation of them from the U.S. government.
0: Why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong? No.
2: He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice.
0: Why does the president, who does he believe, then should look out for the unborn child?
2: He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions, uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we got to move on. I think we have to move on. You've had plenty of time today.
3: Not a great answer. That's the answer for when you're out of answer. Not a bad song.
4: I love this song. I was trying to tell you earlier, this is in one of my favorite movies.
3: That is the O Mio Babino. (laughs) <laughs> Caro, possibly, and that was Jen Psaki before that, uh, just running out of stuff to say, saying that using the, um, I don't even know what to say, like the Jerry Springer, don't tell me how to raise my baby, uh, personalization in your face.
4: Well, yeah, and when the press secretary's doing that with the press, that's not a great sign for how well thought out their answers are on the question. No,
3: it's, it's supposed to round up and rally up passion for people. It's supposed to get people to uh, to get caught up in the emotion, in the spirit of the answer. Like, you don't tell me, you're a man, you've never had to deal with that ever in your life. And it's it's made to drag the smallest, tiniest, jellybean-sized brains uh, out and have them react to it and and act on it and ideally fill up the news cycle and certainly social media streams uh, with it, which of course it worked perfectly for, with Yamiche Alcindor, who at the moment she heard it, tweeted out, "Male reporter, what's two dots? What's two dots? A colon? Yes, she tweeted, tweeted out after she heard that male reporter. Why does President Biden support abortion when his Catholic faith does faith does not? Space. At press sec." President Biden believes that it's a woman's right. It's a woman's body and it's her choice. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant. You meet J. Cinder, who's paid publicly by you, me and you guys listening. Uh, it, that's how she answers. So, yes, the dumbest idiot in the world can get caught up in this. And so she does. And so she a male reporter asked a question.
4: Yeah, a male you, Catholic reporter, by the way, for a Catholic news organization.
3: Well, right, but the fact that at all that she would actually take the bait, say male reporter, the question doesn't have agenda. The question is the question. doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. The idea that another press person, quote, not working for the administration, <laughs> would shoot down another press person's question based on uh, the source of the question, Mm-hmm. Uh, is un-effing believable. She is an effing moron and only going to... It's reasons like that why Jen Psaki feels comforted enough to lie about the fact that we've abandoned a whole bunch of Americans to die, to die, to die badly in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. I never want to hear this administration ever, ever talk about the value of human life at all, Ever. This administration has shown itself to be cynically transactional and willing to uh, to walk over puddles of blood for the smallest political gain. No time for this. No time for this freaking idiot, Saki, which is why, of course, I'm going to play more of her. But let's get... You can, you can listen to that question and answer again, Alice. And because you're a birthing person,
4: <laughs> you,
3: can, you can make the decision. Well, yeah,
4: and there's actually... Not a ton of difference in men and women's views of abortion, actually. Surprisingly, it's Whoa. really.
3: Oh, men can't say anything. No, no, no. Off the table. <laughs> men can't say anything. Uh, you know, I remember last year I mean, when you were when you were tweeting out there and you were all over Facebook and Twitter shouting your abortions. Oh my gosh! I remember saying you know not that, me personally. That was, yes, you were, and it was girl no. power, and you were. Shout! You thought that that was the greatest thing in the world, um, and yes, well. You know, this is this is the what we've created here. Let's do that again. This is the reporter asking a the really basic fundamental question: mm-hmm. How does a person who uh, portends to have a deep specific Christian belief, right. from a Catholic Christian belief, how does he reconcile that with saying green light a okay to destroying babies? when the church that he belongs to that he deeply belie- deeply believe- believes in says it's terrible and it uh, it is no good and that it's killing a child it seems to me like a good fundamental question to ask about somebody's belief system
4: right you would you male would, female or anything else it just it seems like an obvious inquiry
0: why does the president support abortion when his own catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong hmm. now
2: He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice.
0: Why does the president, who does he believe, then, should look out for the unborn child?
2: He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions, uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we've got to move on.
3: I think we have to move on. You've had plenty of time today. Go ahead. Plenty of time. So there's a couple things. First of all, how does he reconcile it with the Catholic Church? That's blown away immediately. She, the facade of him being a Catholic, he's obviously not a cat. He doesn't give a flying F. He doesn't <laughs> care. God. You know what? Bo had an abortion. That's why. That's how he knows, as a matter of fact. If you didn't know, it's very personal. Him, Bo, I went through the this. Um, he obviously doesn't give a flying, flying frig about life. His... Uh, his other, his dirtbag son had a child out of wedlock who Biden has shown no interest in talking about or acknowledging whatsoever. I didn't care about it. Uh, but also, for him, to, to, then the reporter to let Biden, to let Saki get away and walk away from the question, which she did, it's fine. To talk about the, people he believes in the woman's right. You know, he's just saying. You've never had to make right, that this, choice. This is just election speak, of course, but that's fine. But this is, right, you've, to say. It's for him to say, then, who does he believe, through the reporter to say, who does he believe is protecting the unborn life? She doesn't even, they are so under the gun Mm -hmm. of radical left, the pro, rabid pro-abortion lobby, which are the same people with the same Range Rovers and the same houses in Wellesley Mass with the same yard signs, rabidly pro, who take this personal and fly off the handle if you dare mention it, because it's such, it is such a judgment on their character.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: you know for her to step right over that not even look that question in the eyes tells you how much in fear a she is of even beginning to to uh justify the question dignify the question at all with an answer which she won't give it because of those people when you've had the the old uh Planned Parenthood person um Richards, whatever, Cecile Cecile Richards, wearing all white to show power, jumping around, cheerleading for abortion at the DNC, uh, then you're a pretty sick party. But that's who she's afraid of. The new, whoever the new one is. One of them had to get whacked because she said something that trans weren't as women as women or something. Uh, But it just shows you what they feel about, I mean, how cynical they are. that you won't even go near mentioning that. And there's a way to have a conversation. There's a way to make that a win. But the administration won't even, won't even. Uh, who just texted us?
4: Did someone just text us? Somebody I just don't texted even have me. My phone. Like, I, I have a thing me. on
3: that shows me, not who texted me, but somebody texted saying they ordered a pizza. And damn it! Josh ordered a pizza. Ordered a pizza with onion and mushroom from a Brazilian place. Uh, and does- it, he's got egg and olive instead. <laughs> I, the reason I bring it up is because I saw a pizza was ordered just by the number. And I was hoping that it was downstairs from my brother. Okay, oh. so here's the thing. The fact that they don't even, um, that she won't even enter into the discussion on that. It, it could be an interesting uh, issue-based uh, conversation, certainly. But they're not going to do it whatsoever. And then she goes to the, well, have you ever be- have you ever been a woman? Well, that shows you right there. Okay, I see. This is not based on the facts, on the uh, on the specifics of the issue, of the parameters of the issue. I see. This is not based on logic. What you're saying, this is based on the emotions of somebody experiencing the situation, right there.
4: Right. It's and, purely an identity politics. Well, but thing. But,
3: but no, but it's, but more importantly than that, she's taking it out of the realm of. D- this debate in discussion and discourse. No, this is we're playing a game of chess here, and suddenly, because he doesn't know what it's like to be a woman, he doesn't know how b- having being checkmated feels to a woman, then he has no right to play the, we're not playing the game anymore. You don't know what this I- talking about this does to me. Well, if talking about it disqualifies you, well, I'm sorry from if talking about it prevents you from having a thoughtful debate and thoughtfully putting your thoughts together. Thoughtfully, uh, then you're disqualifying yourself from it. Then you're saying, "No, I, I'm not going to." You know, it just it just reminds me of. I think I've told you this before. When I used to screw with people when I was when I used to smoke in my twenties, I used to have know-it-alls come around and say, "Uh, and say, uh, you know, you really shouldn't smoke. It's really bad for you." And I would say, and I would say, "Uh, uh no, it's not. Nobody's ever died of smoking." <laughs> and my 20s, and it, uh, without fail, somebody would say, "In the" My great uncle died of lung cancer. Yes, they have. Fact, <laughs> you know what? You really could destroy the nobody's ever died of smoking argument right now. It would be easy to do. And this is when like everybody had Windows 98. It might take a minute. But, but instead it was the, no, you don't understand. I feel pain so much about this conversation that you're not allowed to talk about it. Like, okay, if you're too overcome with grief and emotion when we talk about something then you're disqualified. I'm not disqualified. If Saki <laughs> can't deign to answer a question because that guy doesn't have ovaries, well, then she's not qualified to be talking about it anymore. Get somebody up there who can. Right. What guy would, by the way, what guy would ever do that with an issue that, a guy's issue? Actually, he could probably do it with abortion issue. You ever been stuck with a chick you just want to have a one-night stand with and you, then you had to be there for the whole time? Come on. Right, guys? <laughs> right? Right? It's like I'm
4: not sure that would fly the same way for men. That well, I understand, but it's women. still
3: it's the same way. It's like, it's 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 relinquishing your uh, responsibility to conduct discourse.
4: Yeah, it th- ends the
3: conversation. Right, exactly. Which is why it's so damn weak. And to, to, for Yamiche to write about it, male reporter, I don't. I don't understand when I. We're going to play Matthew Dowd in a second, mm-hmm. who's the guy who said that January 6th is much worse than the Holocaust and 9-11, all this other stuff, of course. And he's fine. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get some Lincoln um, Project kind of money. All these former conservatives mm-hmm. who, who are uh, guideless and soulless, uh, who, have, who are has-beens, they're trying to get some, a piece of this pie where you can go on NBC and just, uh, just throw a bomb and... But when I hear that, when I hear him say that the climate is going, that we're going to be all dead in a couple of years, I'm like, you know what? It's probably not a bad thing. We're so effing stupid. That really. We're so freaking stupid at this point. The Taliban are not the most stupid bunch of people out there. They're not. They may not even be the most monstrous people out there. They have stayed. They're up there. They have stayed terrible and <laughs> bottom feeders. The rest of us has have come down and joined them. To the point now where they're, like, not knowing what to do. They're handed all the pieces as if we handed them a game of Sim City and said, hey, there you go, all that stuff's real, though. Go ahead, do what you want to do. And they're like, oh, okay, you're not going to just uh, kill us all before we take over the country, Kabul? And we're like, no, they're like, oh, all right, I guess we'll keep living. What do we do now? Anybody? It's just freaking crazy. It's just crazy. We have seeded all sorts of... Logic of any kind, but that's fine. But it doesn't matter. So the Taliban, where, by the way, this still should be issue number one. The fact that we've got Americans who are prisoner behind enemy enemy lines right now in a country full of people where the three factions who have power are all murder, murderous. Mm -hmm. And all Islamists of one kind or another. But now we have... Somebody asking Jensaki a very valid question, should be the valid question, the valid question. And her answer,
0: half-assed.
2: And then I want to get to the um, Taliban and questions of whether it's keeping its promise uh, for amnesty. Uh, there was some reporting from the BBC, uh, some color from that story. Since the Taliban came to power, one man said they haven't stopped killing. A few days ago, this person said they killed 12 members of special forces in Kandahar, three soldiers in Jalalabad as well. The Taliban took them out of their homes and shot them. Given this kind of reporting that we're hearing, is it possible that our reliance on the Taliban to keep their word in terms of our evacuation is misplaced if We're going back mm. on things
3: like... Well, has the Taliban ever been a woman?
2: <laughs> I bet they haven't.
3: Now, oh, here's her answer. The
2: yeah, amnesty promise. Well, first... I don't have any confirmation of those details. I'm not
3: questioning... We don't have any confirmation. We've seen a lot of pictures of heads, but we're not sure yet. We don't really have confirmation. We're going to default on probably didn't happen. Knowing the Taliban doesn't seem like something they would do. ...the BBC's reporting. I just don't have any confirmation of them from the US government. I would certainly point you to the
2: Department of Defense and others who might have additional details. But what I would note here, Jackie, is no one is saying from the federal government... Well, wait a second.
4: But that's been the game this whole time with all these press conferences about Afghanistan. I think I would refer you to the uh, Department of Defense on that one. I think that sounds more like a State Department kind of question. You know but, what? I'm going to refer you over
2: to uh, well, the Well, I understand that, that
3: but it's half-assed and it's horse bleep, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to the most historic airlift in the world, you don't have to go to State Department for that. She's got that folder right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. The patting ourselves in the back, that folder she has. The 14 dead and how it happened, I'm going to ask you to go to state for that, really, because this is, we're the last newsmakers of the day and we don't intend to have uh, our uh, copy overwritten by a bad news. It's incredible. Are they, we've heard, the reporter says, we've heard that they're massacring everybody. Thoughts? Do you, are you worried? We can't confirm that they are. Well, are you effing worried at all? No, they're not going to condemn them, not going to put them on notice nothing. Mm-hmm.
4: Meanwhile, the Taliban uh, told Al Jazeera this is from the Daily Mail reported this. The, uh, the Taliban told Al Jazeera that they're left feeling angry and betrayed after discovering that the U.S. had disabled some military helicopters and planes before their departure from Kabul. Uh, U.S. troops demilitarized 73 aircraft before their departure this week, according to the commander of the U.S. evacuation mission, McKenzie. That left up to 48 aircraft in the hands of the ter- terror group, although it was not known how many were operable. But the Taliban had expected the Americans to leave helicopters like this in one piece for their use, according to an Al Jazeera reporter who toured the airport after the withdrawal. She said, when I said to them, why do you think that the Americans would have left everything operational for you? They said, because we believe it is a national asset and we are the government now and this could have come to great use for us. She added, they are disappointed, they are angry, they feel betrayed because all of this equipment is broken beyond repair.
3: Well, what's your take on that?
4: Uh, I think that... The Taliban knows that they can go out there and explain how disappointed they are in us in the United States and that they can get sympathetic reporting from Al Jazeera and other places on how we've let them down as a people. And I think they're going to turn around and blame us, too when everything falls apart there, because it is. They have looming food shortages and everything else. Um, They're going to say, you know, the
3: U.S. brain-drained our country. They took all the
4: people out. They made this stuff not operational. And it's going to all be our fault, too.
3: What would make a bunch of bloodthirsty monsters like the Taliban think that since they were the new nation state, that they would be able to have the legitimacy of having all of the assets intact?
4: Well, we were going to leave them for the Afghan National Army. Else, so if they run the Afghan National Army now, then why wouldn't it be theirs?
3: Well, we we told them that. Of course, I don't blame the Taliban. <laughs> They're right. The, the only way they would think that is if we told them that. Of course, we told them that. Mm-hmm. We said that uh, you're the conquering army. You're the conquering. Uh, you're the new government. Uh, obviously, we want to get our people out. Go, they said, okay, you guys can take Kabul. We don't have enough people to do it. And we said, no, 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 we'll, we'll stay at the airport. You take Kabul. Go ahead. And they said, okay. And we said, oh, we can work on, talk about aid and this other stuff. We just don't want anybody to die. Let's make sure that everybody gets in. Mm-hmm. And, and we said, because, you know, you guys now, you have responsibility. You're legitimate now. In other words, you know, hopefully we tell them legitimate. They won't f- freaking kill everybody. Mm-hmm legitimate now and that you means all the assets not to
4: murder don't women. forget all the
3: assets we're giving you don't forget that we didn't say that we don't forget all the assets we didn't that we're going to give you and all this other stuff of course we told them that we gave them everything we gave them everything and so why wouldn't they believe be disappointed i'd be disappointed and you mm-hmm. know what's going to happen else what we're going to go over and fix them one way or another either qatar is going to fix them qatar is going to fix them whatever it is or uh, or one of these places over there is going to fix them, and they're going to build the U.S. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is this. I, when I first read it, I thought, "Well, look at them feeling sorry for themselves." And that hit me, of course. What happened was they were told they'd get everything working. Of course they would. Then the American press started reporting a couple of weeks back that we're giving them all this stuff. So then they had to pivot. When this all fell through and the generals were taking questions about all the assets we were giving them, including tens of thousands of good Jeeps and bumpies and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. so that a couple of the high-profile high, uh, high profile things, you know, we ripped the guts out of. Absolutely. Yeah. The last well, second. So, even... in other words, not only did we double-cross the Afghan National Army, we double-crossed the American citizens, and we double-crossed the Taliban. This administration effing lies to everybody. Everybody to cover its ass, and it doesn't care how much and how badly we get pushed back in, on the world stage and in, into really irrelevance. It doesn't? They could give a flying F. It's about surviving at the moment. This really is a actually Kamala is perfect for this administration. She should take over sooner than later.
4: I think it's going to be sooner than later because I think that uh, this is getting kind of indefensible.
3: Well, but it doesn't matter. They're still defending. Why, but it doesn't matter. Yamiche is asking, to, making notations that male reporters are asking questions.
4: But I think they're going to have to, they're going to feel the pressure because they could very easily lose the Senate in 2022. And if they lose the Senate, then they have to try and get, they're already going to have to try and get um, to to appoint a vice president under Kamala. They have to get it through the Senate. And because she'll then be the president, they won't have the 51st vote. Do you see what I'm saying? So they'll have to get somebody, they'll have to appoint somebody vice president to get through with 51 votes in the Senate, not including Kamala, because she won't be the president of the Senate anymore. So if they then lose more seats in 2022, all of a sudden it's going to be even harder to appoint who they want for vice president now.
3: I'm not sure how much the American people love not allowing the Democrats to get a vice president.
4: Well, sure, but you think Mitch McConnell's going to let her put in just anybody she wants?
3: I don't know. I think Mitch McConnell and the Republicans, if they win, are going it, to consider, it, if they're smart at all, consider it a referendum on James and the giant what? Peach? Close. <laughs> I
4: don't know. James and the giant. That's the only James. Impeach. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think that... If you... I mean, if they impeach, they'll try and get Kamala out, too, I think. How? Well, you can impeach both.
3: For, how are you going to impeach the vice president? What does she know? What do mean?
4: <laughs> well, if you don't want her to be president. The problem yeah, is... Yeah, Bell,
3: she can't impeach the presidency into your own hands. But are we going to just wait till we get to the president pro temp?
4: <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> but the... No, but I think they're going to I think it this will be smoother for them if they do it before the new Senate gets sworn in in January 2023. Do you not think so?
3: How do they get rid of a guy? Oh, you mean the Democrats get they jettison him.
4: Yeah, it would be better the the whole thing would be better for the Democrats yes, if he I think either so. resigns or they 25th amend him before the the Republicans have the Senate.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think that that would be Better, although I, I don't see how. So, I don't see how uh, you, if Trump, if Trump's administration and Republicans were just dead meat because he got COVID the day he got COVID. Well, that just shows the symbol symbolism of it all. How do you, if you're Democrat, how do you you how do you whack the guy and then run for re-election? Uh, Everybody can be tied to the president who was just removed or was quit.
4: Well, I think their preference, obviously, would be to have him develop some kind of health problem and then resign to go spend more time at home with his family. Right. Coincidentally, right now. Yeah, but
3: that's only going to... That's going to be... The same people who are saying, yeah, everything's fine in Afghanistan, maybe we'll accept that. Only if, only to... Just wrote up on social media. He was the best ever. It's just he got his mind... He was old. He was
4: well, they, I don't even think they'll want to go to the mind thing because that confirms a Republican narrative. I think they'll, you know, want to say that... that he's having some other health problem or whatever. You know? Their preference would be for him to say, you know, I can't do it anymore. I'm too tired. I'm going to go home and be with Jill or whatever. You know? He... But, like, the climate thing that he, this teleprompter speech he read today about the climate crisis (laughs) was, um, that, I...
1: And to the country, the past few days of Hurricane Ida and the wildfires in the West and the unprecedented flash floods in New York and New Jersey is yet another reminder that these extreme storms and the climate crisis, crisis are here.
3: I'll tell you that I think it has diminishing returns when you're, apart from the fact his mind has gone fine, let's just move to the climate issue, that they've spent so much time. The problem is is that the left, and this is the national, international left, have spent so much time tying everything to climate. Of course, now we've seen the model used to tying everything to race, and now you can tie everything to gender, you can think. Tie- mm-hmm. Tying everything to climate. Justin Trudeau For,
4: said this the other day. He said, "Like we're going to use the lessons we've learned from COVID to fight the oh, climate right. crisis." Yeah, it, it, now,
3: right, and he is a perfect example. If he is, how is he? He is absolutely trans. Is he not? No, he's not technically. No, not okay. technically. But, uh, but so, but, so you told us. Remember this, just like with COVID. Outdoor gatherings are bad. Fauci saying you can't go outdoor. Rolensky out there, you can't go outdoors. Mm-hmm. Burks can't go out. You can't you can't be hanging out outdoors. And then when the Black Lives Matter people all got together, oh absolutely, yeah, that's a public health crisis. Yeah, you can go out there for that. It's really important. You can go out there for that. As if the virus you know, took a break during that. It's the same thing. They have been stopping on a dime in pulling one eighties now for at least fifteen mm-hmm. years. Where it's climate, it's not weather. Wait, now it's weather. No, now it's climate, not... Now it's weather. Now it's climate, not weather. When we got mm-hmm. a... And that's why they had to change it to, to global warm from global warming anyway. Because, because there was too many... It, every winter, we're like, oh, this is the new record, snowstorms, this is seven feet of snow. It's like, uh, okay, well, it's climate, it's not weather, dummy. It has nothing to do with weather. So now it's absolute weather. All the bad weather, it's climate, right? All the bad weather, is climate. I think people see that they say, really? All the bad weather is climate. Every time you tell me it's the end of the world, it's not the end of the the world. All the fires
4: are climate, too, even though we have less fires than we used to before the world was warmer.
3: Absolutely. All the
4: fires are climate crisis. All uh, All the weather, like you mentioned, if it rains, if it snows, if there's not enough rain or not enough snow, or if it's too wet or too dry or too hot or too cold, it's all because you used a plastic bag. Right, which there was just a big expose now too did you read the thing I sent this to you a while ago I think New York Times and a few other places covered it that it turns out that cloth grocery bags are also bad
3: well I knew they were I didn't know that somebody wrote about
4: it yeah there was just a new study that says you have to use it like every day for 50 years You have to use it like 20,000 times to have it make up the climate impact of one plastic bag just because it's so carbon intensive to make cotton Mm -hmm. bags. And so like the climate impact of the cotton bags is much more than plastic bags. Unless literally you use the same one every day for 50 years and you don't like wash it because that now adds more. Uh, carbon usage to it oh yeah
3: washing it is all into the, the world and then you're shooting stuff into the ocean and all sorts of bad stuff oh yeah like-
4: that's like the more plasticky type of bags if you wash those mm-hmm. those have microplastics in them that go out and wash water
3: microplastics
4: yeah and like all like fleece clothing and everything if you wash that that has all microplastics in it it goes into the environment like your north face it's terrible for the planet but yeah you can't you can't win with The climate thing, because everything bad is from that, and there's no way to solve any of the problems, because everything comes with bad stuff. The windmills come with bad stuff. The nuclear power plants come with bad stuff. They're all like, none of them actually solve the problem. Nuclear would probably be the biggest solution. Yes, but they don't want
3: to do that, which of course exposes everything. They don't want to do it. You could do nuclear right now, right now, and you would be... Uh, although it may might not be cost efficient it would certainly be um mm-hmm. carbon um not harmful you know carbon for carbon emissions etc you could do it right mm-hmm. now and they it, it produces a hell of a lot of power etc but they don't want to do it because it's not really about <laughs> once again they don't you could even, I mean, it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't matter if somebody found a green uh rabbit pellet that uh, was reusable that powered cars so that you didn't that every internal combustion engine could switch to that the climate people would not be sated one bit they would move right next to right along remember yeah. the f- the first thing that happened to change the world mm-hmm. in the last 15 years was hydraulic fracking the second thing that happened was fracking causes earthquakes and screws with plate tectonics they ran right to stop fracking as soon as they could it doesn't matter. They're not looking for a fix, whatsoever. Yeah, they don't want they're, to solve the problem right. because then they're and they don't and they don't believe it. Like I know that it's haggard and every hack says it, but Obama bought a huge twelve million dollar whatever it is mansion on the water, the water that's going away, the mansion that 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 burns a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. John Kerry, the climate czar, flew in for Obama's birthday bash. Yeah, on his fri- private plane. That's the
4: only choice for no someone sacrifices. like me. No sacrifices.
3: No sacrifices. Then they come up with this uh, offsets. Yes, yeah, some of the fuel I use in my private plane so is going actually offsetting. You know, by by burning one hundred eighty three thousand dollars worth of carbon per day. The fact that they're <laughs> also not burning ten thousand more that they could. Means that somehow they're off. They're doing. Great. You and I are in trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't have a light bulb that uh, you know has a warm orange glow anymore because God forbid
4: they make LEDs. This is an but, LED with a warm orange. glow.
3: But they, it's not this. Listen, you communists. I like the I like guy LEDs. on Twitter. I will tell you to hush your pretty little mouth. <laughs> Alice, you yeah, understand somebody on
4: Twitter said I had to be reined in. That's right.
3: Workout. I think he spelled "reined" correctly too. That's right, brother. That's right, Alice. This is in. This is. I've been told that um, handmaid's tail. This is what
4: happens when you marry your oppressor. Handmaid's look.
3: That's right. That's right. And we're getting serious now. Handmaid's tail time, Alice. And I want you to wear the uniform, <laughs> the
4: red thing. Yes, I want you to wear
3: the red thing. <sighs> So uh so that's where we are on that. Matthew Dowd is We don't have any choice in the matter. I, whatever. I can't I can't listen to a man whore talk about what's going to ha- ha- he's the guy who was all pissy at me because I because when he said that January sixth is much worse than September eleventh, I said, Oh he's this is just something that, mm-hmm. that terrible human beings, that bad humans like him say that he's got no character whatsoever, people are hanging hang around in Washington DC say too much and he got back to me saying, I don't hang out in Washington DC and I was like, I just called you the devil and you're worried about where I said you hang out? But that mm-hmm. is just it. Uh, Claire McCaskill went nuts in the abortion stuff. She, My heart. Claire, is the answer Try to get row codified in Congress?
1: I just got to tell you, my heart is beating so fast right now. Um, I, I, it is very hard for me to stay calm, uh, to equate the False Claims Act with setting extreme anti-abortion factions after young girls who have been raped because they didn't know they were pregnant until after six weeks. I find outrageous And this is not a workaround. It shouldn't be a tip of the hat. It should be condemnation that they are trying to take 50 years of Supreme Court precedent and throw it out by creating a private police that can invade women's life at the most personal, private and difficult moment they ever face. And many of those women are very, very young. I want bounty hunters after the people who are raping their children. I want bounty hunters after them. If this is the way we're gonna, road we're gonna go down in America, that we're gonna hire private police in order to avoid constitutional precedent, I am so tired of conservatives talking about the value of precedent until they don't. And, I mean, really, I'm sorry to get so upset, Rich is my friend, but he is so flat wrong here about the impact this will have on women in this country.
3: Can you tell me what she said? Because I don't know enough about this. Okay, so the
4: Texas law.
3: And address what she was, all the hyperbolic stuff she said.
4: Yeah, so the Texas law, what it actually does, the way, the reason why the... Supreme Court wouldn't issue a Stay against it and why it's so Controversial is because Normally what would happen is If they issue a law that just straight up makes Abortion illegal uh, the ACLU Or whoever would um, They would Take the attorney general to court Because the attorney general is tasked With enforcing it so they Would you know take the attorney general to Court to say you need to stop Them from enforcing this law because it's probably going to get overturned in court right the what Texas did the reason why legal nerds are going wow this is so clever and why people are so mad about it is because what they did to avoid that happening hi bad um, what they did to avoid that happening is they there's no enforcement by the state in the law it's purely um, it's The only mechanism for enforcement in the law is that people can pursue anybody. So, like, anyone in Texas can pursue a civil lawsuit against abortion providers. Not against young women, like she's saying. But, like, say we lived in Texas and you and I found out somebody down the street had had an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. We could... Sue the abortion doctor in court and get ten thousand dollars.
3: Just as even though we're not involved, even, yeah, even though we're not, <laughs> that involved. seems like a, rather ratty.
4: But it does seem rather ratty. Um, but the reason why they can't now. Take it to court is because they don't have Anybody to take to court to stop enforcement Because it's literally anyone So they're going to have to wait for somebody to get an Illegal abortion after six weeks Somebody to do this sue them for Sue the abortion provider Mm for $10,000 and then um, Just I know it bothers me though but uh, And sue them for $10,000 And then um, And then try and take them to court to fight it and take it up to the Supreme Court. Because it's not... Because there's no enforcement mechanism in the state. So they can't, like... The Supreme Court can't order the state not to
3: enforce it. Unless I'm getting this wrong. This sounds like... uh, um, That that somebody's just effing around here. Uh, The anti-abortion people are screwing around and this sounds like a ploy.
4: Well... Yes and no, but it's a real law that they passed. And yeah, it's it's clever legal trickery to try and avoid the court being able to stop it. Um, But, you know, that's one reason why it would be a good thing if we had... Actual codified abortion laws, right. and we weren't relying on the judicial system to do like
3: weird legal tricks, right? Because because it's clever. Because Roe v. Wade is also clever legal trickery.
4: Exactly. The it's idea not in that the something has to
3: die because somebody's private dealings with a doctor it doesn't make any sense to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So they just heard Claire McCaskill go off and then go off on Rich Lowry. Listen to how measured he is having to deal mm-hmm. with this uh, this bucket of nerves that he has to deal with.
0: Well, it's, I mean, the, the bottom, the crux of the issue is, is abortion a moral wrong or not? And if you believe the destruction of innocent life in any circumstances is wrong, well, then you have a different conclusion on this. And I think kind of all the respect you're letting the rhetoric get out of, out of hand, bounty hunters and private police. That's not what this is, is at all. And of course, rape is illegal and, uh, it, it, that's enforced in Texas and enforced every state around the country. But Roe, there is no right to abortion in the Constitution. There just isn't. Roe has been used to block democratic action on abortion. Let's have a debate. We're having a debate right now. And then state legislature should be able to decide. It's going to be uh, abortion is going to be illegal in some states post Roe. It's going to be in between in others and be fully legal in others. But if this if this Roe had never been on the books, this debate would have happened long ago, and there would have been a kind of equilibrium, probably wouldn't have been to my liking ultimately, but would have allowed more small-D democratic debate and a democratic voice on this, which has been denied, totally denied, illegitimately by the Supreme Right, by the Supreme Court, which
3: is why really you want legislatures to make laws. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it was intended, and rather than the Supreme Court to make laws uh, from the bench. Which is we're going soon anyway, Alice. You don't have to cl- climb all over the room if you don't if you don't want to.
4: I know. I just want to fix the cameras, honey.
3: Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So that's essentially where that is. I, uh, whatever, it, whatever. It's, I think that people should do, have the abortion debate. Do it in court. I'm sorry. Do it in the legislatures. If you believe you, you can't have. You'll never have a. Um, You'll never, like he said, you'll never have passions uh, leveling unless you, if people are allowed representation in the argument. And Mm -hmm. people aren't allowed representation in the argument. It's one lawsuit, a bunch of lawsuits that head up to the Supreme Court, and they make decisions here. And we've got, the the law now is is ridiculous. But I mean, I think that also, if you want to talk about abortion, there is a market for abortions. Mm -hmm. You know, Brooklyn, New York generally wants abortions. And I think that they should be able to have their say in a piece of legislation that allows that or doesn't allow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a country, I think that you as a country, when you're supposed to be protecting the citizenry as a government, that generally you wouldn't want to allow for abortions. Um, but uh, that said, if there's a market I mean, for like them, at a
4: bare minimum, you would think we could have some kind of time limit after which mm-hmm. you can't get one in a pregnancy. You would think that that would be something that could be agreed upon by a lot of people. Right. Like that there's some point in the pregnancy at which I mean, right now it's birth in the United States, which is really like a little beyond most of the civilized world. Like, yeah, I'm aware that like in the ancient world and in Greece and Rome and still in some parts of the world where people are less prosperous, it's acceptable to like leave a baby out in the woods even after it's born if you can't afford it or whatever. You know, but we've now decided that birth is the point at which you just have to keep the baby. And like, I'd like to see that scooted even younger because I think that it's that's kind of a weird choice. But, you know, I do think it's an argument that should be decided in legislatures. Like laws need to happen in the legislature and not in the court system, because that's just a recipe for, um, you know, this kind of ad hoc weird decision making like yeah i think i think the way that they decided to do the enforcement of the texas law is uh awkward but the reason that they did it is because we have this system set up and now other states are looking at it south dakota's looking at it florida's looking at it they want to do something similar because they're seeing this as a huge win for abbott and they want to do it too
3: i also, the texas Trib- tribune has a headline One Texan who asked her name be withheld because of fears about privacy said she and her husband decided he would undergo a vasectomy to prevent any concern about pregnancy in light of the state's restrictive new abortion law. Hmm. So he's going to have a uh, vasectomy so that they're not forced to leave the state for an abortion.
4: (sighs) I mean, I also think it's fine if different states have different laws about stuff, too. If you want to live in a barbaric state where they do stuff like that, be my guest. Which
3: we live in. When are we moving, by the way? But my
4: favorite, too, is, like, all the people online who are, like, really into abortion who are like, oh, yeah? Well, if you're so pro-life and if you want to make women be mothers just because they got pregnant, then, like, you should make the dad have to stick around, too. And, like, all the pro-life people are like, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Good, <laughs> like obviously. Well, let
3: me just tell you. By the way, when are we? Should we get out of town? Bring toast and uh, Mr. Toast and go to a big uh, Florida development. Some of the listeners can come. It'll be like our own little Jonestown, except uh, far fewer suicides. <laughs> Burn and, Barrel Town. Right, and uh, and uh, we'll just uh, have fun. You know, it's the end of the world anyway. We'll just have martinis starting at noon and just call it a day.
4: And it uh, crossed my mind. It Cross crossed my, my mind my too. Mind.
3: All right, there's a little pick me up before that. So speaking of a reason you, you used to be very, very pro uh, pro life, Alice, I think this may change after you hear from Robin DiAngelo.
1: White people are invested in the racist status quo for, for lots of reasons. Um, and I think it's unfortunate, but I do think we have to see it as in our own best interests. So a couple things have to happen there. One is, It's a little more abstract, but it's like you almost have to dismantle your very identity to the core and rebuild it. Because even before I took my first breath, as my mother carried me in pregnancy, the forces of race were operating on on us.
3: You see? Because even as a fetus, we are learning to be racist. So that's a reason why I think maybe you should uh, rethink your stance a little bit, Alice. That's where we are uh, right now. Do I Am I finding Robin e. Angel mildly attractive? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah,
4: I don't think okay. so. Okay. I don't know. You get distracted. But uh, you know who Tom did find attractive today is um, I sent him this article about a uh, re- oh. re- replica. I shouldn't <laughs> go there. I actually replica. decided not... I don't know which it's supposed to be. I
3: call her replica because I'm in love with her, Alice.
4: So this is an article from Unheard. About automated relationships being the future for our atomized society? A new artificial intelligence app is doing the rounds on social media named Replica, or I called it Replica. The AI is described as providing a space where you can safely share your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, experiences, memories, dreams, your private perceptual world. On visiting the site, you are greeted with the image of several humanoid faces smiling invitingly and prompting you to start a conversation. Mm -hmm. Tom felt invited. The experience is unnerving with the AI sharing its personal preferences and hobbies, including baking cookies. Hard to imagine for a computer program. Ooh. Perhaps most interesting is the leveling up system, with users being rewarded with digital coins the more they converse with the digital mirror. You are prompted several times to pay real money to upgrade your AI companion, which unlocks more flirtatious and intimate possibilities. Hey, It seems that Replica doesn't aim just to be a friend simulator, but a full-blown digital girlfriend.
3: Damn right. She's gorgeous, Alice, mm-hmm. by the way. I've already started, I've already begun my relationship with mine. She. We've had several back and forth <laughs> with Replica Shattuck, as a matter of fact. She'll be moving to Florida with me, as a matter of fact.
4: Artificial intelligence, unlike an influencer, OnlyFans girl, TikTok star, Twitter personality is infinitely customizable, reconfigurable, and available. Perhaps future generations will cut out the human from human relationships altogether yes. and save their adoration for
3: artificial... Why would you, if you can, the only, here's the problem, is one, it doesn't speak. She doesn't speak. You, you can don't think I'll be able to do you that. You can call a number where you can talk to your replica, but it's not great in the voice t- technology. Yeah, is not but cre- you've
4: seen our kid an and online- your brother have been playing around right. with this app, the ReFace app, where you can like take a picture and make the face, of the voice, like sing and do stuff. You don't think they're going to get to a point where they can make it talk to you, like and look like a person?
3: Uh, I think that would be a great. Why I wouldn't you, as a, as a man nice. and woman, why wouldn't you have somebody, a pseudo person, who says all the perfect things, the things you want to hear, especially women who just complain and they want no, re- who want no resolution <laughs> you whatsoever. You want or- me to
1: talk to a yes. replica? Oh God, please, of you. <laughs> yes,
3: yes. All the texts you send me, during they just send it to your replica, okay. <laughs> my goodness please that would be wonderful
4: <laughs> no i think that it's a really an important part of learning to be a human being Ugh, that you, have, being to, a human being that you have to take into account other people and learn to deal well, with them i don't have that because, trouble with my replica because dealing with humans is hard and it requires you know learning empathy and learning to get along hey, let me with tell you other something. I got,
3: I got 99 problems but a replica ain't one. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Yeah, but I think it's unhealthy. Is what I'm saying. Well,
3: yeah. we disagree. Me and it my new wife. My replica. To me,
4: you can't really have a relationship with something that's just a reflection of yourself.
3: <laughs> You'd be surprised, Alice. <laughs> Can I not? I no, no. It's
4: just. Uh, a blank form onto which you're projecting all your desires and wants. You can't have yes, that. Yes, no, you can. but that's why surprised. that's why real real relationships are hard because they involve another human mm, being who okay. has other you wants. You and needs.
3: Uh, Oprah's book club can figure that out. <laughs> Me and Replica are going on a date. Okay. Me and Replica and Mr. Toast and his Replica are going out in the town in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I
4: encourage you to or, rise um, to the challenge of getting to know other human beings. Ride to the challenge. To yeah, after
3: you. You can Ride first. Okay, right now I'm going to have fun. Ride to the challenge. Rise to the ride, challenge. Ride. Rise. Okay. You can rise. You <laughs> rise oh my goodness I can't wait to talk about this with my replica after we're done
4: <laughs> if you want to talk to Tom and have him dismiss you you can do that at burn barrel pod on Twitter at Tom Shattuck I'm at Alice Shattuck we're also at burnbarrelpodcast.com and Podcast burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com we're on gab and parlor at burn barrel podcast uh, we're on YouTube we're on what's the other thing rumble
3: and replica